Hi, this is Mary, and welcome to my podcast, Mental State, where I dive into all things mental health and more. So we are winding down the end of 2023 and heading into 2024, and I just wanted to leave you with some mental health tidbits about things that I talked about over the last several months. So this isn't going to be a whole long podcast, but I just kind of wanted to summarize some things that I thought were important. So one of the things that I think, especially during the holidays, because this is going to run rampant during the holidays, and that is the topic of narcissism, especially if you've grown up in some type of chaotic household where you experience some emotional neglect, you may have had one or more parents who displayed some narcissistic traits. Now, I'm not going to diagnose anybody as having narcissism because this podcast is meant to inform and educate and entertain. This is not mental health advice in any way, but this is just a way for me to talk to you about, you know, different things that are about mental health. And I think that narcissism is really important to talk about. Now, what is narcissism and what are the types of narcissism? Well, narcissism is a personality trait that exists on a spectrum, and it's important to note that not everyone with narcissistic traits has narcissistic personality disorder. So narcissistic personality disorder is in the DSM, and the DSM is a manual that defines all of the mental health issues. So you may not be dealing with somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder per se, but if you look up in the DSM or just Google narcissistic personality disorder, you can see all the traits. Now, somebody might have a couple of traits, five or more traits. That just shows that they have narcissistic traits, and that will give you information on how this person navigates through the world. So, there's not only just one kind of broad narcissism. There are five types of narcissism, and I'm here to tell you that each of them has distinct characteristics, and I want to tell you how to spot them. So the first type of narcissism is probably the one that you may be most familiar with, and that is called grandiose narcissism. Now, what are the characters of that? So this is the classic form of narcissism associated with grandiosity, arrogance, a sense of entitlement, and a constant need for admiration. So people with grandiose narcissism often believe that they are superior to others. They just think that they are the best thing that has ever happened since sliced bread. Like they come into a room and it's like they act like his royal highness has just entered the room and we should all bow down to that person. So how do you spot some of these signs? So just look for behaviors like boasting about achievements. You know, someone's like, I'm the best at this or I'm the best at that. Exaggerating talents, dominating conversations, right? Have you ever experienced somebody who comes into the room and just kind of bowls everybody over with their conversations or what's going on with them? And a lack of empathy for others' perspectives, right? They're just telling stories about themselves. They, they don't even care what anybody else is thinking, saying, doing in the room. The second type of narcissism is vulnerable narcissism. Now, what are the characteristics of that? So unlike grandiose narcissism, vulnerable narcissists may appear sensitive, insecure, and defensive. 
They seek admiration, but are highly sensitive to criticism. So they might display kind of like a victim mentality and they struggle with feelings of inadequacy. So what do you want to look for with uh, vulnerable narcissism? Well, just watch for patterns of defensiveness, a constant need for reassurance, a fear of rejection, and difficulty handling criticism. So the thing about narcissism is that it can kind of be fluid. So somebody who has grandiose narcissism may also display vulnerable narcissism. So if we're talking about attachment styles, somebody who displays vulnerable narcissism seems like they might have more of a disorganized attachment style, sort of that push-pull, right? They want admiration, but then they're highly sensitive to criticism. They're like, love me, love me, love me, but you can't say anything bad about me or else I'm going to explode. So vulnerable narcissism and disorganized attachment style may be going hand in hand. Now, the third type of narcissism is communal narcissism. What is a communal narcissist? This one is new to me too. So communal narcissists derive their self-worth from helping others. They present themselves as selfless caregivers, often in positions of authority, but their actions may be driven by a desire for admiration and recognition. So I feel like these are the people that are always telling you like all the good that they're doing in the world. Like, look at what I did. Oh, I volunteered here and I volunteered there. And they kind of derive their self-worth from helping others, just like I said before. But they also want you to say to them, wow, you're such a great person. Look at all this great work that you do, right? So I feel like communal narcissism can also be the sign of somebody who's anxiously attached because they are deriving their self-worth from external. So what do you look for? Pay attention to excessive self-promotion of generous acts a need for public recognition, and a lack of genuine concern for others' well-being without personal gain. So I have personally worked with people who are communal narcissists. I didn't even know that this was, this was what it was called. But they just really were desiring a lot of external attention. And when they didn't get it, they kind of like stopped doing whatever the project was that you know you, we were working on. Because they're like, I'm not getting enough attention on this. I'm not getting enough external validation. So it's like, if they're not getting enough, then they'll just quit. And they don't even care what that does to anybody else because they are just so desperately seeking external validation. So again, communal narcissism is really the sign of an anxious attacher. The fourth type of narcissism is malignant narcissism. Now, that combines traits of narcissistic personality disorder with antisocial behavior, like a desire for power and control. So individuals with this kind of narcissism may be manipulative, lack empathy, and engaged in harmful behaviors. And again, you really know when you're dealing with this kind of person because you see them not even caring about anybody else. They're exploiting others and they tend to engage in destructive or aggressive behavior to get what they want. Now, again, this might be a sign of somebody with a disorganized attachment style might have malignant narcissism. Jury's still out in that, but this is malignant. It is, it is definitely obvious when somebody has malignant narcissism. Now, the fifth type 
I love this one because it is called covert narcissism. Ooh, hiding in the shadows, right? So covert narcissists appear introverted and may seem sensitive or shy, but they have an underlying sense of entitlement and can be just as preoccupied with their own needs as grandiose narcissists but they're covert. So you're not really like, you might have a sense like, God, I have a feeling this person is exhibiting some narcissistic traits, but I'm not sure, right? Because it's covert. It feels hidden. It's not really making itself known. So what you really want to look for are signs of passive aggressive behavior, a constant need for validation, just like somebody with an anxious attachment style, and a tendency to manipulate through guilt or sympathy. Now, I feel like The shadow side of the anxious attachment style is a manipulation through guilt or sympathy because they're kind of playing victim. So just it's it's really interesting to try to figure out a covert narcissist because it is not obvious. So these are the five types of narcissists. And as again, as we go into the holiday season, spending a lot of time with family, like, hmm. This might be like some good times to figure out like, are members of my family narcissists? Are they not narcissists? What traits are they behaving? What have I not noticed before? You know, this is just to give you some, you know, more self-awareness around this kind of behavior, even people that you're dating. So, you know, just be careful. Like, I know the word narcissist, people love to throw it around, but, you know, it is very specific. So, Approach the identification of narcissistic traits with care. I want to tell you that because diagnosing a personality disorder does require expertise. And I know, again, as I said, we love to call people narcissists and they may not be narcissists per se. They must just, they may be exhibiting traits of a narcissistic personality. So, again, if you encounter challenging relationships with individuals experiencing narcissistic traits, I really encourage you to learn more about it. And if you find that this is something that's your pattern, especially with dating or relationships, it might be helpful for you to find a therapist to really work on this kind of stuff. So just wanted to give you the lowdown of narcissistic behavior, especially as we go into the holidays, because I know that everybody's triggers are heightened right now. And I think it's important to have some self-awareness around narcissism. So with any questions, collaborations, anything else, you can visit me at Mary B Therapy on Instagram or come visit my website, MaryBTherapy.com. And thanks for listening.